Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Boardroom Buddies podcast. Each podcast is themed and I interview and ask questions from a specialist who's also the owner of a small business, just like us. If you're a business owner of a micro business, then I hope that this sparks your thinking, answers some questions that you may have, and that you get some tips on the subject that helps you move your business forwards. I do hope that you enjoy the podcast. I very much enjoyed recording it. Hello and welcome to this week's Boardroom Bodies podcast. So this week I'm delighted to be joined by Claire roberts Malloy. Claire is a coach she is a business development consultant, a multi-award winner, a founder of Periods Matter, which is a period poverty charity, and also the license holder for TEDx Wolverhampton. At some point, I'm going to ask you, Claire, what you do in your spare time. Question I often get So thank you for joining me. It's great to have you here. Kind of fired up, ready to ask you some questions about your business and how you do what you do and why you do it, all that kind of thing. So Claire, tell me about your businesses. Yeah, so (laughs) as you've stated, Jackie, I I wear quite a few hats. (laughs) And yeah, so I'm a coach. I call myself a potentiality coach. Mm -hmm. And I work with women predominantly, but not always, but predominantly women who are over the age of 40 and who are looking for that what's next in life. So if they spent you know, several decades looking after children, raising families, building their career, and maybe during that time they've put some of their dreams and ambitions for themselves on hold, yeah, and then yeah. they get past 40 and they're thinking, oh, what's next for me? So those are the generally who my clients are for my mm-hmm. coaching. And I've been coaching now for well over 15 years, and it is it's a passion of mine. It, it's what sort of really lights the fire inside. So that that's something I absolutely love to do. Mm-hmm. As you said, I'm also a business development consultant. Mm-hmm. And what I do there, how I work with businesses is predominantly to help them grow, build their business and reach their business potential through bids and tenders. And for your listeners who don't know what a bid and tender is, it's when you're entering a competitive process to win a public uh, sector contract. So whether that's with the local authority or the NHS or any other public sector organisation. So I work with organisations to complete the bids and tenders on their behalf. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I say, I've done that for well over, gosh, longer than I probably care to admit now. <laughs> uh, it ages me somewhat, but uh, well over 20 years. And yeah, it's something I've I've built a career around and I, I get gain huge amounts of satisfaction working with clients and seeing their yeah. businesses grow and succeed as a result of that yeah yeah I'll just carry on shall I go yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we haven't finished yet, <laughs> haven't finished yet. Um, yeah so periods matter is a period poverty charity founded initially in Wolverhampton mm-hmm. my hometown but now uh, supports the whole of the black country mm-hmm. and that came about I always say when I was sitting at my desk during one lunch hour and I was scrolling through BBC News Channel and I came across a story around period poverty and homeless women and it really struck a chord with me. Mm. 
because up until that point, I'd never considered how homeless women or women were sleeping or living in temporary accommodation or, or, or whatever it may be, how they would manage having a period in that situation. Yeah. And I thought, oh, gosh, this is a really awful situation for someone to be in. So I was doing my research about looking for a charity, really, that I could support locally and realised that there wasn't one. And so I'm a great believer mm-hmm. if something doesn't exist and you think it should. Mm-hmm. responsibility to, to go out there and create it and that's what I did so sort of there and then in my lunch hour I came up with the charity and its original sort of work name was the homeless period Wolverhampton and messaged a few people and got them on board and, yeah. and the charity was born and we've now been operating for over five years wow so yeah so and we you know we help thousands of, of women girls and and and, and families each year Mm. and then TEDx Wolverhampton is it's a really exciting project and coming from Wolverhampton and if for anybody listening who lives in Wolverhampton you'll know that the city can get quite a bad press at times and it's often the yeah. butt of a comedian's joke or mm-hmm. has passed and you'll also know if you if you watch the news that Wolverhampton is often at the top of the worst lists and the bottom of the best lists in mm. anything. I think there's one or two other towns in the in and cities in the country that we sort of battle for those positions with, but we're usually we're usually at that those end, ends of the scale. And being a proud Wolf Roonian, I wanted to bring something back to the city and I wanted to bring some positivity because I believe we have some amazing people, amazing skills mm. and amazing skills yes. in the city. And I wanted to showcase that. So I applied for the license to TED and was granted the license and again we've been running that for now we're going into our fifth event this year fantastic fantastic yeah okay I don't know where to I've got so many questions now not quite sure which one to fire first (laughs) (laughs) so just about the charity and originally it was for homeless women so it's now spread to school age and yeah yeah, so when, as I say, originally, because because the article I'd read that focused specifically on homeless women and rough sleeping women, that's how we sort of started out. But within a few months of, of, of starting our operations and speaking to other agencies in the city um, and the local authority, for example, we realised that this was a much wider spread issue. Yeah. And so I think we, we started in the January, by July, our remit had grown to anyone <laughs> who experiences mm-hmm. period poverty whether homeless or not because you know you, yes. you, you see so many girls missing school because of period poverty and the impact mm-hmm. that has on their education for example yeah. so yeah and our original aim was to not exist in five years obviously five years down the line we're here and needed more than ever because yeah. during that five years we've had a global pandemic and a cost of living crisis so yes. it's not an issue that's going away anytime soon no it's, I would imagine it's even more relevant now Um, you know that unless you're you're female and have to purchase these items you have not really much comprehension for the cost Mm. on a monthly basis of it yeah and we have people in work who struggle so if you're on Mm. an income and you're making a decision between feeding children putting the heating on or, or, or purchasing other essential items yeah we know which way most people will of course yes of course you would yeah yeah that sounds really worthwhile you certainly seem sort of a person who's very proactive and you know you saw a need and you let's fix it yeah <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, think that's brilliant <laughs> yeah 
my, my family sometimes do do shake their head at me but they know my heart's in the right place yes yeah yeah I think it's amazing yeah so just talking about your tenders and your bid part of your business mm. I know you kind of kind of frame it as a business development role tell me about this kind of sense of satisfaction that you get from that you know I know that it's to me it's quite a transactional thing you, you know you're you're answering specific questions, pulling on the information that that's provided to complete a form. Yeah. You know. So yeah, and it, it it can it can be transactional. I think the satisfaction I draw from it, 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 it a lot of my clients are SMEs. Yeah, yeah. And I have spent many many years working with fairly new business startups, and a lot of the companies I work with are franchises as well Mm. and I've worked in business development roles including bid and tender writing for a long long time and that's why I see it more as business Mm. development so when I'm working with clients I almost avoid just that transactional nature and I build that relationship with their business Mm. and I have clients that I've worked with for around 10 years and that you know and I feel like I've been with them on that journey yeah and so I do complete their bids and tenders, but I also support them with other business development activities if they need it throughout their business. And I, yeah. and they trust me and they come to me and they call upon me. And I've seen a business owner take on a franchise that was actually in a lost position from the previous franchise. And then within two years, turned it around to multi-million pound turnover wow. because we worked together on that. And it's that, that's the satisfaction I see. And I've worked with another franchisee who then sold his franchise became the franchisor and now I'm working with his all of his network of franchises and that's been sort of over a 10-year period so that's how I've I've built those relationships so that's how I gain the satisfaction from a role I suppose that for most people would be absolutely horrendous because you yeah particularly writing essays for a living (laughs) yes yeah and and I know from kind of a, a bit of personal experience because you know what Roy Casey does. It, it can be perceived as a marketing activity, mm. and people end up not answering the question mm. that they're supposed to be answering or answering it in a kind of marketing way. Mm. And uh, I know he's often said it's it's not a marketing exercise. <laughs> it's about filtering out. Yeah, of course, I think there are some times, aren't there, when there are kind of proposal, more more like proposal type of Mm. bids where you're you are able to expand on Mm. and Mm. provide, you know, the evidence. Yeah. And I think the industry's changed over the years. I I, I mean, if you've been in it as long as as Roy and I have, you've seen that change Mm. being very much, much more of a proposal approach where you do that more marketing exercise and propose how you will deliver a service to now it's been much more standardized you know whether you go to different public sectors the, there's quite a standardized approach to that mm. which doesn't allow for that marketing sort of no it filters it out and asks you to be much more specific in your responses yeah 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 so it it must be quite a nice feeling to have those relationships with your business owners, your clients, uh, and they keep coming back to you and you feel part of their organisation? Yes, yeah. Well, for so, some of my clients, they set me up with their email addresses for their organisation. Um, oh, you know, yeah, 
Yeah. So I, I actually become sort of a mm. almost a part of their team who they dip in and out when they when they need me. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. So on the coaching side of things, then what made you get into that? Or how did you get into it? <laughs> I mean, it's it's one of those things. I was, I went through sort of a period of time, like we all do, I suppose, where you're just wanting a little bit more, and you're thinking, oh, there's 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 something more. I'm I'm looking for a diff a different direction. And as I say, it was it was over 15 years ago, and at the time, the term coaching and life coaching was fairly new to the UK. Mm. And I came across an advert about. I won't name the organization, but they are well known in the coaching industry. And I came across an advert from them and I was like, what's this? And I read it and it was like a light bulb went off for me. And I was like, that's what I want to do. And, 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 you know, I attended one of their sort of little seminars and I've gone on to do several different coaching trainings and accreditations over the years. And it's a skill set that I've then applied throughout my mm. career so whether that's having colleagues or staff or working with business owners mm-hmm. or as I say working with groups of women or, or individual women it, it's a skill set that I feel feels really really transferable yeah yeah and I just I just love it, seeing the results that people get from even a really quick coaching conversation you can you can move people past that block mm-hmm. that, that they're experiencing yeah and it's so transferable because I imagine that you use it even on the bids and tender side when you're working with your clients. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I've got, I've got life coaching certification, but I've I've also got leadership coaching as well. And so I can apply both. And especially if I'm going in and do more of a business development role with with business owners, I can apply some of that as well. Brilliant. That's brilliant. So what about the TEDx then? So do you kind of stand up every year and deliver a, an amazing talk it's yeah so I get asked this all the time I don't well I do appear on the TEDx stage as the curator so sort of introducing it but I don't deliver TED talks myself yet (laughs) I never will but currently I don't so no what we do is we we have an open application process Mm -hmm. we aim to have the vast majority of our speakers on the stage from the local area Mm -hmm do have one or two each year that are outside and we usually have one international speaker but we want to the main aim is to showcase our local talent our local skills and our local ideas really so my role I I, I'm the license holder and I curate the program so and we have a team of volunteers we're all volunteers the people see the TED name attached to something they think oh you must all be great (laughs) but we're not we're all volunteers we do it for the love of the city and there's a team of us, we have an open application process, people apply, we we shortlist based on the ideas that people want to talk about, because TED is all about ideas worth spreading. So it's about opening up that level of curiosity and making people think differently, making people ask those interesting questions. Mm. So we shortlist on that basis. And then each year we have around 12 speakers on stage on a whole variety of topics and then we have some wonderful hosts who hold the whole day together as well brilliant yeah Yeah. oh sounds sounds great that does yeah and I'm not sure I've got courage to do that yet (laughs) It's, it's one of these things we have people come who think they are already professional speakers and then we have people who've never gone on a stage at all and don't have that confidence no and again this is where you the coaching comes in yeah of course and you take someone who's 
really, really nervous and you, you take them through that journey to the day of the event mm. when they appear on stage and they knock it out of the park and they come mm. and they're high and, you know, all of that kind of thing. And again, that's, people go, why do you do it? Because it takes almost a year to, to for one event <laughs> to organise. Yeah. It's a huge amount of effort for the team and people go, why do you do it when, you, you know, your volunteers and it's that moment mm-hmm. that's yes yes yeah I get that that's lovely yeah brilliant okay so I mentioned earlier on multi-award winner which is a bit of a, a kind of subalterior motif for me asking you to <laughs> talk uh, because I'm doing a little series on awards because it's award season mm-hmm. uh, lots of different awards all kind of opening up now for their big finale later on in the year <laughs> yeah so so you are finalist for the Women's Award for Community Impact, mm. award winner for Women Who 2022, and there was another one, wasn't there? No, I think it's just two. <laughs> just the, is there only two? Give me another award, Jackie, if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, only two. <laughs> That's brilliant. So t- tell us about the awards. What happened? Well, the, the Women's Awards... I was nominated for those and I didn't I didn't know anything about it. So a, a group of family and friends nominated behind oh, my back are very naughty really? nominated me for that. And I was made aware that I'd been sort of nominated and shortlisted prior to the pandemic. So of course everything then got put on hold. Mm-hmm, yeah. So the ceremony didn't take place until until last year. And I was in a tough category because I was nominated for my community work. So things like Peerist Matter and TEDx and other community work that I do. Yeah. And it was a slightly unusual award in that there was a winner, a finalist, and then everybody else in the category. So it was almost like a, I don't know, second runner up. I'm not not sure how to describe it. But yeah, I was finalist in my my category and I got got the award for that, which was lovely. Mm. But as I say, that was put on hold for a number of years. And at the start of 2022, I always do a lot of planning at the beginning of a year. I like do vision mm. boards, goal setting and all of that kind of thing. Yeah. And I'd set myself the goal and put it on my vision board to win an award. Mm. Because for years I'd seen so many people win awards. And I would always thought, oh, gosh, they're amazing people. I could never do that. But I decided to step outside of my comfort zone and actually nominate myself. Oh, Okay. Yeah. I left it right to the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. <laughs> As you do, um, when you're unsure about something. And I thought, what have I got to lose? Mm. And really, people aren't going to blow your trumpet for you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to blow it for yourself. Yes. yes. Let's, just, let's just go for it. Let's be brave. Let's step outside that comfort zone and apply. And I did. And for anyone who's been to the Woman Who Awards or knows of them, the women in that room are phenomenal. Mm. They're phenomenal group of women so it's it's you know <laughs> it's quite a stage to share mm. and, a, and a room to be in so when I found out I'd been selected as a finalist in the in the community category I was absolutely beside myself I couldn't, I couldn't believe it <laughs> and then went along to the awards and I thought it's okay because I think my category is quite far down because there's quite a few categories and then I got the brochure and I saw actually they'd moved my category right to the top. <laughs> <laughs> and within five minutes of sitting down, I was being called up to the stage. So it was all a bit of a whirlwind moment. It was one of those, mm. you know, you can't mm. you, you can't believe what's happening moments. So, um, yeah, incredibly pleased. 
incredible. Yes. Yeah. And I was very taken aback. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. That's great. So have they been helpful to you winning awards? Have you have you have you used them in the business? I think they've been they've been really useful in a number of ways. See, I've I've used them in my marketing, I've used them in things like profiles on my LinkedIn, headers on, on different social media, email footers, you know, you can share them all of these, you know, different ways mm. like that. That's what I've done. I've I've written lots of posts about being an award winner and my journey from being so lacking in confidence to taking that brave step yeah and making sort of goals become reality so I've done lots of posts that have been really well received on that I think it's brought prestige to my to the charity periods matter that I won the woman who awards on behalf of because that shows that the work that not only I'm doing but also the trustees and volunteers it gives them some kudos and some prestige about about their work and sort and recognition mm, yeah and I think it, it winning awards help you build a profile mm. and they broaden your audience and reach that not, you know, that you may not have achieved if you hadn't won that award, if you hadn't put yourself through that process. Yeah. Because as well as you marketing the fact that you've been part of that process and that you've won it, you've got the award organisers also promoting you. So my network expanded hugely because I was even part of the process, let alone an award winner. But then it's all the other opportunities that come from that. Yeah. So being asked to appear on podcasts like this, Jackie, <laughs> and being invited into rooms and spaces and networks and things like that, that you may not have been part of if you had, if I hadn't taken that step, if I'd gone, no, I'm not pressing send, I'm not pressing submit, all these other things wouldn't have happened. Brilliant. Okay. So therefore, I cannot let you go without saying to you or asking you, what guidance or advice would you give to the owner of a small business who may not have entered awards before or may have entered a not one? What, you know, what would you say to them? I think if you haven't entered an award for, before, do it. Really, you don't have anything to lose. You have a lot to learn, you have a lot to gain, and you have very little to lose other than the time it takes for you to complete that application. And as I said, being in the process alone, you learn so much, you meet so many people, and you're just exposed to, to things that you wouldn't otherwise be, be exposed to just from being part of that process. And if you don't win, you've still been part of that process, you've still met people, and you've learned how next time you could adjust your application or um, or any part of, you know, um, for example, for the woman who awards, you applied and then you were interviewed. Yes. Maybe how you can then maybe approach the interview differently. But unless you've entered it, you won't know. Mm, so yeah. just because you haven't won before, I don't think that should stop people entering again. And I know from people in my own network, some of them have entered awards several times before they then have, have won, but they've learned every step of the way. It's yeah. all, it's never been a waste of their time to mm -hmm. apply for that award. Mm -hmm. So that would be my go for it, would be my, my ultimate, <laughs> yeah. my ultimate um, advice. And if you're, if you're unsure, then there are people out there who can review your application or give you some pointers who've mm. done it before. I know I know there are some some people who, you know, you call me a multi-award winner. I've got people and friends in my network who have won 
not 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 two awards, not ten awards. You know, they're approaching <laughs> multiple tens of awards. Brilliant. There are people out there who can always advise and and, and guide you in the right mm. direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So. Thank you ever so much for that. That's been really interesting. So how would people get in touch with you, Claire, if they are listening to the podcast and they go, oh, I need to speak to that lady? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can contact me on um, hello at clairerobertsmalloy.com and hello, clairerobertsmalloy uh, Claire is all one word. And you can visit my website, which details a lot of my coaching that I do, which is www.clairerobertsmalloy.com. But if you want to speak to me about other other areas of interest outside of my coaching if you email me at hello clairerobertsmalloy.com mm. and I can get in touch with you there mm. and if you want to check out the work of periods matter you can visit periodsmatter.co.uk and all the work that uh, myself and the amazing team of volunteers do you'll, you'll, you can find out about there that's brilliant brilliant and in terms of the coaching you don't just work with women do you, you work with men as well yeah a lot of my coaching a lot of my coaching packages are aimed at women but in terms of my wider coaching in terms of my leadership coaching and my business development coaching that I do yeah that I work with I work across the board Um, yeah yeah oh that's fantastic thanks ever so much Claire I've really enjoyed talking to you I've enjoyed it too yeah thank you for joining the podcast it's brilliant so thanks very much listeners I hope you've enjoyed listening to Claire and please subscribe to the podcast download and give me some feedback as well if you'd like to hear more on particular topics just let me know and I look forward to recording the next podcast soon thanks Claire and I look forward to seeing you soon I do hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Boardroom Buddies podcast. Do subscribe for more podcasts and it would be lovely if you shared it on your favourite podcast platform. If you have any questions or you would like to talk any more on the topic, then do connect with me on LinkedIn or email me on jax, that's J-A-X, at jackiecasey.consulting. And thanks for listening.